darkness. It would be an age of darkness, where once flourished the brief bright hope of the Imperium, of security, of salvation, of unity, of light. There would now be darkness. Darkness and primal fear, more terrible even than the suffering and ignorance of the long night that had held sway before the coming of the Emperor. Worse, because the terror in the darkness was our own doing, our own creation, our own greatest and most terrible weapon turned against us. The terror had a name. Horus. Warmaster, he had been appointed by the Creator's will, elevated from among his fellow Primarchs in rank and authority, and not without reason. General, Warlord, Champion, World Breaker, Master of Legions, Demigod among men, he was all these things, but so too were his brothers, so why then was he different? Why then was he chosen? The answer is so simple, so self-evidently true, though many before and since may have denied it, praising the acumen of Gulliman, the bravery of Vulcan, or the coming of Rus instead, as if these things weighed in the balance when the simple truth was that they did not. The answer is that Horus, of all his preternatural kind, was simply the most dangerous. In him were alloyed the elements of his brothers. Their strengths were also his to a greater or lesser measure, while his charisma, his ability to forge others, mortal or transhuman, to his purpose, was a strength all his own. But more than this, it is no coincidence that the symbol of the eye became his seal and his sign, for he saw much, and his vigilance did not sleep. But his was not the eye of a guardian but a predator. His was an eye that saw weakness, no matter how well hidden, and saw how to exploit it, an eye that saw always how best to destroy. This baleful eye was turned now upon the Imperium. The embers of Istvan were barely dulled to ash behind him, and yet he already looked upon all that the Great Crusade had wrought in the galaxy and saw weakness wherever his gaze fell. He saw the flaws, whether in the serried lines of the Imperium's defenses, or in the hearts of the soldiers who manned them, and he knew how to exploit them. Where once he had waged war in the name of the Emperor, he would now turn back to cast down what he and his brothers had strived to build. He would conquer once more, but now, in his own name. The light of the Imperium would be extinguished in Horus's taloned hand. The Age of Darkness had begun, and the Eye of the Warmaster fell on Numina Elysium. And welcome to the Varangian Heresy podcast, the Lincoln event primer. Is primer the right word, Freddy? Or is I don't this know, the... like, let, let, let's just say the fucking audio drama for the players pack drama with dramatic persona, myself, your host as always, Jody, and the man who always sits to my right hand side atop the the throne of beer and pretzels here in uh, in 30k Sweden, <laughs> Mr. Freddy himself. How you doing, bud? Uh, can't complain. I'm fucking semi-cut. So semi-cut. I'm good. Well, if you, as long as you start off semi-cut, that means you can go all the way cut by the end of the recording, so we're all golden. Fuck yeah. Fucking hope so. <laughs> well, what are we here to do? Well, it's very simple, ladies and gents. We are putting together a special episode, which is going to be a quick run-through of the players' pack, all the key information uh, for the Varangian uh, Heresy podcast event series, The Assault of the Morion. Uh, event at Lincoln 2018 and then we're going to be going through the mission pack and really sort of telling, taking you through what the weekend's going to be about and as a little bonus we're going to, prompt, uh, going to promote it now whilst I remember and also because it happens to be literally in front of me on the screen um, not only do we have that 
beautiful uh, event that we're putting on, the Assault Lemorium, but we have, uh, or we are part of, along with 30k Sweden events, the Lincoln 2018 30k Titan Battle! Oh. Um, God machine stride to war! Uh, and they stride to war on the day before the Assault of Memorial, which is the 11th of May. And as it stands right now, everything starts oh. at midday and finishes around 7pm in the evening. And you can find that through our events page on Facebook, through our Facebook page. And we will do some more information on that a little bit further on down the road, probably with one of these sort of mini episodes. And I think we're going to have to get Nicholas from uh, from 30k Sweden events on so we can have a chat with him about all the crazy shenanigans that's going to happen. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely had to get that out there before we forgot. Sure do. And you don't realize that you said that at the same time as I drew the fucking special card Imperator Emperor's Class Titan. 2,250 points. That's Holy how epic fuck. it is, man. That is how legit epic it is. And 23 seen... victory points if the Imperator Titan is destroyed. Holy fuck. Well, to be fair, it is worth <laughs> that many. I remember trying to destroy those fucking things. <laughs> they were worth that sort of points. You know, you, had, you, you, you went big, you scored big if you took those buggers down. They had ma- men's in the legs. Well, they, they had many men's in the legs. Many men's. Yeah, companies, if I remember rightly, they used to throw Company out. of men's. And uh, I'd like to say, I did, did get the right scale when it came to, uh, you know, the uh, Imperator Titan, thanks to that lovely picture from Eric, uh, Eric Rahman <laughs> from, uh, when he was at Adepticon. I'd like to say I called it nicely. Thank you very much. Uh, but for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, go and have a look at our Facebook page, and you'll see exactly what I mean. Or if not, check out 30K Sweden, because the picture's in there as well. Well, it's the same size as Eric, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I think give or take a couple of inches, but, you know, I think Eric wants those extra inches, so I'm not going to take those away from him. Well, he needs it. <laughs> we love you, Eric. You know we do. Um, so, yeah. No, we uh, don't. Well, we should say we love him, shouldn't we? Should be. Well, we don't okay. really want to give him a complex right away, do we? We want to build that uh, Okay, I can drink to that. You can drink to, you can drink to that for both of us, because my bottle of whiskey's in the other room, and I really don't want to move. Um, That's right. And my Jedi mind powers are just not up to it today. What can I say? Letting myself down with the uh, with the bottle of Jim Bean in the other room here. Uh, so let, let's let's crack on. Let's get straight into the details here. So first of all, we're going to just go through the key information about the event itself, and you can find all this information on our Facebook page. So www.facebook.com forward slash the Varangian Heresy Podcast, and it's in our events section. So you can click on the left-hand side. We're underneath well, our actually, logo and everything. Actually, you don't even have to do that. You can actually... It's its a pin post on top of our fucking Facebook page. This is it true. Has, it has the tank battle rules, and it also has the fucking our Centurion Special Raiders and Garrison rules. Yep, it's got all the information up there. And that is where the event pack is. And you can see the event details on itself, in itself on Facebook as well, which you can actually, if you're interested in coming, click into it. Click that you're interested, click that you're attending, give us an idea of who who's gonna be there and it, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome fun, I have to say. Um but let's crack on to the details. So Freddie, do you wanna give a quick overview of um sort of the general information about where it is, pricing, all that sort of stuff, so people get yep. the, that sort of headline news. Uh, basically it, it is the event's gonna be held at the Lincoln uh, kind of uh, gaming convention, I could say. It's, it's like one Besides Gothcon, uh, Gothcon and Lincoln is like the biggest uh, 
what would you say, like hobby, wargaming, role-playing, yeah. gaming conventions? It's kind of like kind yeah. of like Swedish version of it, Adepticon, I guess. Adepticon or LVO? Yeah, 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 something like that. So yeah. it, it will have like all like you will have 40k, you will have 30k, you'll have fucking even Dungeons and Dragons weird r- live playing of Star Trek and shit. You would love that JP, but you know it, it, it has everything. It has fucking the the Scandinavian Championship of Caucasone <laughs> if you're into that shit. But it so basically it's a massive gaming convention. And as part of that gaming convention, uh, on, on the Friday, as you already mentioned, we have the Titan Battle. But on the Saturday, we have the special Centurion event that's called Assault on Amorion. Mm-hmm. Amorion? Yeah. Amorion, yep. uh, we still uh, got to remember. We've got to remember these names. We, we've been going, yeah. doing it for almost a year now, about, or, or six months, yeah. and we still forget them. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and the most important thing, this is our first event of our event series. Oh, yeah. So what, what we want to recreate with our event series is the massive fucking Traitor Assault. This is straight post Istvan 5, uh, and the Traitor's pushing out of the Istvan system, and they're hitting uh, Numian Elysium, which is one of the kind of hub gateways within yep. the galaxy close to is- the Istvan system. And we want to recreate the epic struggle that happened there. And as yeah. part of that, the first one is going to be the Assault on Morion, and that's kind of like a Centurion event, but not really. People keep saying me, oh, 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 keep saying me. That's poor saying, fucking saying English. Saying to you? <laughs> yeah, saying to me. <laughs> no, but people could tell me, oh, well, it's just like another Centurion event, but it's not really, because we are doing uh, a Raiders and Garrison event based on Centurion rules. And... Uh, you know, if you want to believe the internet or the interwebs out there, apparently these are the most fucking tight ass, perfect centurion rules there is out there. Like I know, like God bless the Ivors, and you know I miss you, Tim and Michael. Uh, but we have taken the centurion's rules and we have put them into like the contest contents of like a specific rule set. And sort of like the Garrison and Raider. And it works so good. And we have play tested this for a fucking year. And I, I, every single person that I've done it with, and I said, like, this is fucking, these are, these rules are excellent. This is top notch. And this is what we want to see when it comes to small skirmishes, infantry type battles with like some key elements of uh, dreadnoughts, um, fucking uh, land speeders and bikes and stuff. Uh, and, and it just works so well. Oh, yeah so so well it's such a great yeah. um, it, it's 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 such a great kicking off point on so many different things it's great for new players to come in it's great for experienced players to start something up new it's great to challenge yourself on a different yeah. different way of playing you know i mean how i'm looking if if i if i wasn't toing the event if i was playing i'd probably be trying to get my uh, little uh, land speeder wing running in time for yeah, this but, yeah. you so know cool. again it's it's armor values and stuff so you know probably wouldn't work in there but you know yeah. it's things like that it just makes you think how am i going to do something different you know no i i like it like uh if it's had add some validity to the fucking event i had when i when i went to adepticon stay mm-hmm. tuned for next oh yeah stay, stay, stay tuned for our adepticon wrap-up because oh dear I, god <laughs> I, I had americans i had palms i had canadians and stuff coming out like fuck like your Centurion rules, we've tried it. Like we're not going to play in the event and stuff, but we've tried your Centurion rules. 
We tried like it because it's nice. It, it has the missions. It has the force org. We played it, and it, it, it's like we fucking love it. That that is the shit. And we even have fucking Aussies coming over to Lincoln to play this fucking event. And Fuck that's yeah, how how fucking how, yeah, that, that's how fucking sold they are on it because it's you know we 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 really tried to make something extra for you guys. And on, ser- serious point. Did you did you mention there might possibly be Danes and lap dancers involved as well? Uh, well, there will always be Danes and lap dancers. Yeah, you know it's that. okay. I just like to make sure that we're selling on all our points. <laughs> I know it, it is true, but uh, uh, but not to forget though that this is like the first step or of our event series. So we're trying to do like a kind of an escalating event as the as the conflict on uh, Numa Elysium escalated. Mm-hmm. We're also kind of showcasting that through our event series that we we're starting with like the Pathfinder teams. Kind of striking down on the surface, kind of establishing beachheads for the traders to land on the planet. Yep. And then we're going on to like when they're breaking out of this of those uh, landing zones with their armored spearheads in the next event, and so on, going into more pitch battles in the third event, and and eventually going for the massive mega fucking siege, hive city extravaganza super battle, kind of at the end. So if as anyone read. The Siege of Rex books, you're kind of on top of these things already. You get you get where it's coming from. You get where yeah, it's coming get from. It. Or like the end of the Bada Wars. <laughs> like it's it's a theme. It works and it's fucking awesome and it's it, it's kind of cool. And all the kind of historical wars have always had a similar. You have the Normandy landings, the breaking out like a Operation Cobra, Drive for Paris, and kind of you know. The final battle of Berlin. Nothing, it, nothing, it, nothing. There would be no way that anybody could uh, could get any sort of idea that you you might be, you know, militarily inclined. Maybe <laughs> play Fames of War maybe, and stuff. Maybe. Might have a bit of a thing for this sort of stuff in any of those descriptions you just dropped there. Just saying. Just say that uh, you're, you're saying. kind of in there, Freddie. You're kind of in there for it. Kind, kind of. But but like all <laughs> military campaigns has, has kind of like a red thread in it, and we're trying to recreate. The red thread here as well to to recreate this massive battle of like a, a like a kind of like a planetary system somewhere in the galaxy at in the opening hours of the Horus Heresy and that's why we have a couple of restrictions and stuff later on that we're going to go through but this is what we try to do. we try to recreate the narrative and we also want to give you the players an option to build your character because your character if you have the same character throughout the entire event series you'll get some bonuses you know yeah. it, it, it's you like people said like oh, i'm in into the heresy because i want to play special characters i love the characters that are in the books that i read about and i'm giving back to them but well now you have the chance to create your own special character because now you have the chance to take this little centurion at the beginning of the event and build the story of him Gaining rank and gaining stuff and having stuff happening to him all the way through the, the entire event series. And at the end of it, at fucking Scandus Grouse, Scandus, or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> he's going to be a fucking one of the top dog involved in like the politics, surrounded, close to, sitting close to the Primarch and shit. Or if he's going to be like one of the militia or solar auxiliary or mechanical. Like you know, the fabricated like general. Let's be fair, it's going to be, gonna be like... any of those. It's going to be a fucking record that he's still alive by that point. <laughs> when yeah, those probably. fuckers die off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, but not the mechanic though. <laughs> no, to be fair, but, no. But still, it's like you're you're there and you're basically creating your own special character. 
Yeah. And that's one of the things like we want to with this event series, we want to help people that just got into the hobby mm-hmm. because we're starting at low, 1500 yeah. points. And uh, we want people that are already in the hobby because, you know, give them a chance to either start a new army or getting a, a new take on the army that already collecting and also help them create the background fluff. Either if you're building army, you have an army or whatever, like build the background fluff or your, of your warlord or, or of your centurion or anything. Like just help your army grow, not just fucking model wise or paint wise, but also fluff wise. Yeah. So, so, so this is what we're trying to do. We, we're trying to incorporate it. We want new people to have a chance. So we're not starting straight bang off the bat with like 2,000 points, regular Age of Darkness, but we're doing like 1,500 points, Centurion. Then the next event is going to be like Armored Warfare and, and so on. So you'll see, if you, if you look at all the events, you'll see that we're kind of catering to beginners, but also catering to senior players, and we're also catering to people that want to kind of be you know, building their own fluff and background and, and revisit the armies that they already have and, and get like a nice feeling for their army. So, yeah. So we go, we go, we're going on. I mean, that is just literally a, a complete, absolute fluff download to your ears about what we're doing. And as Freddie said, this is, this is where it all kicks off. This is where it all begins. And the nuts, the, the, the nuts and bolts of the event, which I think is the important thing, uh, is one thing to get out there right away. Is it's taking place on the 12th of May, 2018, yep. at uh, at the at the Lincoln event, um, which is at uh, Lincoln University. Yep, which is pretty damn easy to get to. Um, and like we said, we've got people flying in for this. You can get your tickets through Lincoln.se or .se um, for the actual convention because you have to buy the convention ticket, mm. and you have there is a separate cost for the. Uh, event itself. Now the event fee is 200 kroner this year, which is roughly about 20 quid. Um, but again, well, for, six, is it 16, 17? Oh yeah, the pound's shit at the moment, anyway, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, about 16 quid, which isn't which isn't too hard to to be looking at for an event. Um, and it's going to be four games of Heresy over the day. Um, yeah, it's an early registration. And let's be fair, with all this sort of stuff, it always runs late, no matter what happens. But early registration, 8.30 in the morning registration. So up and going. Game one, you got a two hour, two hours per game. It's a 1,500-point game, plenty of time to get it done. There's, after the first game, there's going to be an army parade, so you get to show off your armies and everything, which is going to be absolutely key to when it comes down to some of the stuff that we give awards for. Then you got a cracking time for lunch where they do food on site. Really nice place to get some get some grub in. There's other places you can go to around there as well. Then you got game two, game three, game four, going bam, bam, bam after each other, running through. And at the end of the evening, you got the results and wrap up. And then you see myself and Freddie and others running around like crazy people, boxing everything up, ready to go back up to uh, to its storage home. Um, so that's that's sort of the, the main nuts and bolts. Now, the things I want to get out before we start going into the event, the sort of player, the gaming details of the sort of mission pack, is two things that really need to clear up. First of all, army selection. Now, it's a 1500 point Centurion event. Using, and Freddie, you, you need to clarify this for me, mate, because we want to make sure yep. we get this right, because I know you've had questions about this. So let's yep. get that out of the way. So it's 1500 point Centurion event using what? The Raider and Garrison 
detachment charts from book four. And it's and they specific, are, they are isn't it? All, yeah, they're specific. And they're all in the in the pack on the internet. If, if you don't be one of those terrible persons that are on book four, hashtag book four, hashtag book four is like the best book ever. Uh, hashtag book, uh, book four is black book gold. Yeah, it's black book fucking crazy fucking cocaine gold. Uh, anyway, so it's on there. Uh, the, the main thing is to, to, to spare you out, like, uh, Loyalists and Traitors will both be playing Garrisons and Raiders. So you need to have a Garrison Force and a Raiders Force. Tip for new players, though, is have as many units as possible that you can fit in both detachments. So if you're a really smart cookie, you will just swap the fort mandatory fortification for, like, let's say, a land speeder or something for your Raiders detachment and so forth. Because the way that the, the Centurion cards are going to work in your favor is if you have as much as possible coherent in both your armies, if they're Raider or Garrison forces. Now, that's that's the important bit. You need to make sure you've got both lists. There is information yep. in the player's pack on army selection on what lists are allowed, what, what unit entries and things are allowed in regards yeah. to the Centurion playing style and what isn't allowed and it does give information in regards to um, the narrative this is the other thing, narrative restrictions yeah. so but we're going to go through that we're, yeah. we're going to go through that a little bit more in detail later, but exactly. basically to, to sum it up now before we get into the details is that Raiders Basically, troops are normal, scoring and all that shit, and you need like some sort of fortification. For raiders, wait, did I say raiders first? Did I say garrison? You said raiders, I think. Anyway, start again. No, we drunk. won't edit I'm this, drunk. but whatever. I'll, I'll start again. So, anyway, for raiders, elites are actually scoring. They're normal. They're, they're your compulsory stuff, is elites. But for raiders, it's like normal. Troops are your compulsory, and you need uh, a fortification. Yep. And that's just all you need to know for now. Yeah, and that's the easy thing. And what I'll say right now at the top of the, the top of this show is if you are not sure about this list, especially if you're new or you, you're not sure about how to put these lists together, drop us an email at thevrangianheresy at gmail.com or drop us a, an email, uh, a PM at the podcast PM on Facebook. Drop it into us. Myself, Chris or Freddie can get in there and give you some advice as, this is go as it's going on. That's what we're here for. Because we're doing this, this is our event, these are our restrictions and selections and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So we're going to be there to give you some support going through that. Yeah. So that's it, the important. It, it's like once once you get into the nuts and bolts, it's not very complicated. No. It, it's like it super just, easy. It might just seem a bit daunting if you've never done it before. Yeah. Know? So it's it's something that you need to just, if you want to get a little bit of help, that's that's what we're there for. I mean, that's what we're, we're there as TOs for. That's the whole thing. Mm. Now, um, just had a ch just gone through the basics there. Um, the second thing I wanted to touch on was the awards, because that's what we love to promote. We love to promote the hobby. We love to promote the players because that's what we do. So Freddie, take the, quickly take everybody through the awards that we're doing and what they're all about. <laughs> oh, you want me to take it? I want you to take it because I, I, I can throw in as well. But you know why? Why, why what? Okay, fine. Fair. Best right, loyalist. Well... Best traitor. No, not really. No, uh, you know, you know, go see. This is what you do. Come on, get on with no, it. See, see, now you're going all basic fucking whack tournament stuff. 
I'm no, just reading what's in the, front of the, me, mate. So I'm blaming you for that one. Yeah, no, the, the words are going to be the the most uh, notorious traitor or notorious loyalist, and uh, how that works out in points. Well, I'm, we're not going to spoil it now because we're not not into the whole whack thing, but it's going to be cool. Anyway, don't worry. No one's going to be disappointed. And besides that, we have best sport, best painted, as always. Uh, and then we have place choice, traitor army, and place choice, loyalist army. It, 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 this is one of the things that we always do. And we did last year. I'm going to do it through this year as well, because it's one of the most popular kind of prizes that we ever done. And everyone's always come back with super positive feedback that we actually have this award. And that is like all the players... They vote for a loyalist and a traitor army. That it, it doesn't have to be like the best painted. It doesn't have to be like the fucking, you know, you know, super masterclass kind of army. It, it it's the army that that makes the most sense fluff, looks the coolest, and has the coolest idea behind it. And and you kind of you like the concept of the army, and you think that fuck, this is like spot on. Like this this kind of weird, crazy cultist of Fulgrim, they're just fucking awesome because they, they tick all the boxes that I fucking love. And then you vote for it. But it don't have to, like, it doesn't have to look like fucking Masterclass Golden Demon World winner or it's anything. About, it's, not that... it's about the story, isn't it? It's about, yeah, it's about the, the immersion. Story. It's about putting it forward, putting something forward that sells the heresy that you're putting forward, that story forward. And that's, yeah. that's where it comes from. Because basically that's why we still have the best painted, best painted army, because we also want to recognize someone that put in all their fucking effort and detail into painting a fucking smashing good looking army. But it, it's a different price compared to the, you know, um, best loyalist, best traitor, because that's something that you, you vote on as as the whole thing, like the fluff, the the concept and everything. It's, it's not the painting is one part of it. But it, yeah. it's not the dominant part of it as best painting. And it, 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 it's it's kind of like a hobby award, and we really want that. So people that, that in the past wanted, they had like a massive, cool background fluff story about their army. They had like, a, they put in heaps of effort naming their characters and done like stories and shit, and they build their army out of a theme, and they could even reference the different books and shit. And, and, and it's just those things that all of us as hobbyists in this fucking hobby that we kind of kind of love and aspire yeah. to be it's this this is to reward, reward people that does that to the little bit extra exactly you know, I, I love fucking not JP level naming every single fucking guardsman <laughs> but I, I I love the whole thing about giving a background story to my army and having like an idea and like this is fucking you know, this is uh, you know, Centurion, blah de blah, and he has done this, and he grew up there, and he was part of the fucking tribes of Terra, and then he got inducted, and and so on. Like dude, I love dude, that shit, dude. Dude, you realize this? I'm gonna. Okay, tangent warning here. We totally need a JP award now. <laughs> the JP award. We totally need a JP award now. I don't know how. Well, I don't know what it's gonna be. I don't know what it's gonna be <laughs> look like. We need a JP award now. We need yeah. one. Just saying. Anyway, well, back no, on track. <laughs> no, nothing is impossible. Never, but anyway, never impossible. So, so I've, co- I've covered best sport. Uh, I've got covered uh, best painted. Uh, Place choice trader. Place choice loyalist. Yep. Most notorious uh, loyalist. Most most notorious trader. 
and then we have the cursed one. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 I know the Nicholas Award, <laughs> but we do ha we do have a surprise this year. We do. It may may or may not be the Nicholas Award at the end of the year because you know only one person is allowed to be famous for a whole event series. That's so right. It's, it's going to gonna have a rolling name, isn't it? Let's be fair. It's going to yeah, be named after the the player that's uh, that's uh, earned it. Is that the right word? Do we want to well, say earned it or yeah, a, a player has already earned this award? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at least at least double up earned this award. Hint, hint, hint. But Max. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna disclose the name of uh, the cursed ones award at the event. Yes. It's gonna be like a ceremony and everything. And Nicholas has promised to hand over the torch, or or, or the fucking salad. Okay, so let's let's not talk about torch because I get this horrible image of then fire and then it all goes wrong and you know shit. Man. <laughs> but you know it, it's sort of like the standing club. You know, yeah. no one fucking wins it forever, so it's going to be handed on and passed on for for the next generation, and they're going to live by it. And you know, the name the new name of the award is going to be definitely worthy. Oh, it always that's all, is. That, that, that's all I can say. This is and this is exactly what we want to hear. Now, <laughs> that being the case, those are the yep. awards that we do. Uh, now, do we want to just quickly talk about the scoring, the special scoring that we talked about earlier, or do we want to? Yep. Should we talk about? Yeah, okay, go, let me take you guys through that. So the, here's the thing: what we're going to be doing is you're going to be there's going to be event points up for grabs. It's all going to be part of the scoring system that we use for working everything out. And it, the scoring is is not just a sort of win-loss-draw style scoring. There are specific things that happen which are all about telling a story, all about upping the heroic levels of, you know, the, the characters and the stuff that's going on, and especially when it comes down to some of the key areas of the narrative going through the event itself. So, at the Assault on Amorion, over the games, this is how it's going to be. If you are the winner of the game, you will receive three event points. If the game is drawn on objective points or victory points, or whatever, on the end of the at the end of the game, both players get one event point. Players will score uh, no event points if you lose. That's not hard to work out. Simple as that. <laughs> players will score one event point per character killed by their warlord. So it's about your warlord taking heads. Kicking ass, taking names, and chewing bubblegum, and maybe not in that order. Then the player will score one event point per independent character killed by a character. So if your sergeant rocks up and punches um, a chaplain in the face, epic. It's a it's a it's a movie moment. That's the sort of thing, you know. Maybe it's a last stand, last ditch run, or maybe it's just take that guy out. We got to you know screw him up. Boom! It might be a sniper sergeant taking a shot from distance. Whatever. It's going to be epic and cinematic. You will score. A player will score two event points if their warlord kills the opponent's warlord in a challenge. What could be more fucking cinematic than that? Standing up calling the other guy out punking him in the face you take home the big the big you get the big brass balls from that and you take home the points uh, the last two are again this is why we have specific um, force organizations is why it's kind of important raiders will score one event point at the end of the game if they occupy or have destroyed the opponent's fortification 
So, on the other side of that, garrisons will score one event point at the end of the game if they still occupy their fortification. So it's all about that narrative, it's all about the grab or destroy or the secure and, and keep holding that goes back and forth that way. You know, so all that is is not only about sort of the win loss, which is what we enjoy, let's be fair, when you play a game you enjoy to, to win, maybe not so much to lose unless you have an absolutely cracking game and I've had them. But it's about all those little extra bits of epicness that come in as part of telling those stories. Exactly, and uh, and uh, well, uh, there there are some obviously there are individual awards, but we're we're also trying to push the story forward. So we're going to add like after each each round, we're going to have like a, a kind of like a spiel and tell what's what's going on with the story yep. when we round out all these event points. And we're going to see like who who's occupying what territories and what's going on and who is taking what bridgehead and what's going on in the story, uh, and that's where the event points comes in because all these event points like let's say that lawyers or traitors are winning uh, uh, with the Amorian event, it's going to have a flow-on effect even though it's set in a bigger arc and we do have imagine we we know the story of Star Wars how it's going to begin and end, mm. but it's the story in between that is interesting. And I was going to say, if there's anybody who doesn't know what he's talking about, think Avengers, the Avengers, all the way up to Infinity War. We know where it's going to start. We know it's going to start with Iron Man. We know it's going to end with Thanos. But the bit in between, eh, up and down, you know. Maybe there's going to be a little bit of Scarlet Witch Vision, or maybe there's going to be Captain America versus Iron Man. Who knows? But it's going to be good. Yeah. So it's all about creating the story in between those two pivotal events, like the the salt and, and 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 kind of what's going to happen to Numian Elysium at the end. And one thing I do want to mention because it is it is down here. Um, the way that we do do the event, uh, we pair everybody using the Swiss style pairing system, and that's what we use the event points on. That's what helps with the. That's why we've got all these different event points in. Yeah. Because that it's not only about that; it's about helping us to. Uh, match people up and, and do it in that way which is yeah. all down to how the games play out now the thing is we will be allowing grudge matches in the first round okay so you can yeah. pre-arrange to play you know if you've got a friend who's playing a loyalist and you're a traitor and you want to go off against him great or if you see somebody on the list and you want to go hell it's going to be you know uh my ultramarines you're a word bearers player i'm going to fuck your shit up then you can sort that out. We need to know ahead of time so we can get that all set up, ideally, if you guys agree with that. If you've got guys coming all from the same gaming group, if you can make us, let us you know, know ahead of time so, again, we can make sure that maybe we're not pairing everybody up for that first round after all the grudges and stuff have been sorted out, that the guy you might play every other week with or whatever. just helps yeah. us sort that out. Um, definitely myself and Freddie are going to be TOing the event. Uh, I know Chris is planning to be there as well, so there'll be the three of us out there TOing the event as well. Yep. So, not that we have God complexes or anything, but, you know, TO's word is final, and at least two of the three cool. of us are swayed by, by alcohol. Because I can drink it, <laughs> so yay! <laughs> no, but, uh, like, uh, the three of us are going to try to make this so, sweeter, sweet as possible, so we need the grudge, uh, kind of, who wants to play grudges as soon as possible. We need to know people coming up from gaming groups, like if the Malvo people are ro rocking up, we need to know, like, okay, well, my Malmo people don't want to play Malmo people, they want to play someone else, and, and yeah. so on. And that means that at least we can guarantee that for the first draw, that mm -hmm. no one has traveled 
all the way there to play like the the fucking next door neighbor. Uh, but after that, when when the event points are going to start rocking in, well, maybe for this the second round we can do a shuffle round. But after the second round, it's going to be really hard to keep the Swiss call system working if we start doing uh, you know, based on where you're from. So you might end up like if you kind of the same competitive player, you're going to play the same kind of people in the end anyway. But all we need to do, like the, the system is based on that way. If you score heaps amount of fucking um, event points and you do like cinematic stuff, if I, if I, well, if if we team you up against another person and done the same thing, it means that other people are going to get a chance to score epic cinematic event points as well because they're going to be teamed up against other people. So it, the, the system kind of facilitates everyone getting an equal share throughout the event yep. for that day to score some sort of cinematic event points, yep. regardless. It's a, yeah, again, it, it's, it's all about everybody finding what they want in the event and having fun, basically, yeah. and that's what so, we're going with. Yeah, the, the most important <coughs> thing is that everyone gets an equal opportunity to create the story of their kind of centurion army and their warlord yeah. throughout the event. And that and I think the Swiss system works really well because then you pair up people with kind of the same feel of an army. And it, even if it's a draw, they still create event points and they still create a story. Yeah. And it's, you know, everybody has their own stories and they affect the bigger story overall as well. So yeah. that's the, and that's where the joy comes from. Now, again, that's not all the details about the event. There's more details there. There'll be other things that we're going to be showing off there, um, you know, with uh, other gaming systems, all relating and tying to to the heresy and stuff like that. But read the read the paperwork. But right now, let's move on and let's actually start talking about the actual missions and and the key. What what is basically going to be the the nuts and bolts of the day and what you're going to be what you guys are going to be playing um so let's start off with the uh with the first round and the 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 sort of the missions and how we're going to play it now freddie have you got that there in front of you bro yep so yeah you lead uh, yeah, the way, man, and i'm gonna so, i'm gonna so, i'm gonna follow with you i'm, I'm gonna backtrack a little bit so <laughs> basically we already decided that we it's going to be four rounds that day yep. the most important thing for people to know is uh the first round Traitors are raiders. They're the attackers. Yep. Uh, second round, the loyalists are counterattacking. They're the raiders. Third round, the traitors are striking back again. So they're the raiders. And fourth round, the loyalists are trying to recover whatever they lost in the previous two, uh, three rounds. So they're the raiders. So every single person is going to play two raiders missions and two, like they're going to be raiders twice and they're going to be garrison twice, which is very important to remember. So you need to know that you're going to be playing both Raiders Detachment and the Garrison Detachment when you make a list. And that goes back to the way I said, like, if you want to get the most out of the system, you need to keep those two lists kind of similar. You know, hint, 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 stomp, 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 and, you know, say no more. Not sure, wink, wink. No, not sure, wink, wink. So you might want to change your fortification for a simple unit or whatever, and, and, and the opposite way around. Uh, I don't know. Should we go through like the centurion restrictions? 
Yeah, so we talked about that. Because that's important because that yeah. really does help sort of shape the shape the style of the yeah. Um, um, uh, with yeah with how things are going. Let's just do that. Let's start with the restrictions. Yeah. yeah. So let, let, let's just start like because it's fifteen hundred points. It's kind of based on infantry and infantry minor tactics and kind of like a, a and, and to get the narratives uh, flowing within to this event, uh, these small strike forces trying to grab grounds and stuff. Uh, we have heaps of restrictions, which means that basically you can have no tanks, no flyers, no drop pods, no super heavies, and no Lord of Wars. Makes sense because you can't have a Lord of War in 1500 points anyway. But you know, that that would be the that would be the most paper bag wet Lord of War thing. I am a Lord of. Oh yeah, right. Okay, now I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, but 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 I think like the most important thing is that you can't oh, have Cerberus, tanks. Actually, what about Cerberus tank destroyer? Just saying. No, no, none of them. None <laughs> of them. So none of those. So no tanks, no flyers, uh, including mo monstrous flying creatures, because they are also flyers. Uh, no drop pods, no super heavies, and no Lord of Wars. Uh, another thing that is zero to one choices are bikes, attack bikes, jet bikes, artillery, monstrous creatures, the Vithans. They're zero to one. Yeah. Which means that your normal dreadnoughts. The box dreads or the contemptors, you don't have to worry about this. Yeah, it's the very yeah. specific. Yeah. Or land speeders, or mm. javelins, or anything mm. that is kind of like a strike forcey kind of theme. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, and it's but for for your bikes, attack bikes. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. Also. Yeah, no, go for it, mate. But, go for it. but the bikes, attack bikes, jet bikes, artillery, monster cruisers, leviathans, just one. Yeah, and another caveat on on top of that. Yeah. Is that when it, when it means to say, you can have bikes, you can have one unit of bikes, one unit of attack bikes, one unit of jet bikes, one unit of artillery, one unit of monster creatures, one unit, one unit of leviathans. However, the only ones that you have you're allowed to have more than one of because either because they become squadrons or talents are the bikes, attack bikes, and jet bikes. Because bikes comes in what three, and you can mm -hmm. buy another three to make a unit that doesn't work. So you can have six bikes. Yep. Uh, attack bikes, you can buy another two. I think is it two or five? No, four. Another four. You can you have, up have to five. five. Yeah. Yeah. So you can have up to five, and that's a unit. That's fine because they don't become a squadron or anything. Yep. Jet Correct. bikes the same. You, they they get a unit of three. You can have another three and a six. That's a unit, but However, think about it. Like either you have the 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 fucking sky hunters, mm -hmm. or you have the what are they called the sky slayers or whatever they're called. Yep. What are they called? Are they called sky slayers? Yeah, I believe they are. I don't. Slay slayers of dragons. The fucking you know. But either you have the heavy heavy support choice, or you have the normal choice. You now, can't have both. Here's one important thing that we need to we need to clear up as well. Command squads on bikes. Yeah, command squads on bikes. If you have, if you like to have your uh, command squad on bikes, jet bikes, that means that you already used up your zero to one choice of of jet bikes. So that's... if you give your command squad jet bikes, that means that that's your one unit of, of jet bikes. So you you can't have the skase skase layers. Sky slayers, sky slayers, sky slayers, 
So you can't have the Sky Slayers, and you can't have your Jet Bike Squadron, because you already used your Zero to One on Jet Bikes for your Command Squad. And for the artillery, we're talking about rapiers here, because if you have one ra rapier, like it might be a quad gun, it might be a fucking quad bolter or whatever, you can only have one, because if you have more than one, it becomes a squadron. Yes, Bjorn, update your fucking ebook, but it becomes a squadron, and then you can have any more. So basically, for artillery, you can only have one model. Simple yep. as that. Yep. Right. And that, yep. again, very important, especially for certain, <clears throat> you know, uh, legions. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Like, Lacey Heresy fucking Iron Wars. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! I'm sorry. Lazy Heresy uh, is multi-bombing. Yeah, that's just practical, practical long shots yeah, is what that is. Uh, same with the Levi Leviathans, you can have a fucking talent of them, but don't rock up to a Saturian event with fucking three Leviathans. No one's going to like you. You're not going to make that many friends. It's almost like a Warhound on a fucking Sky Shield with some fucking Void Shield generators. You're not making friends. But, yeah. Making friends so, is overrated, right? You know? <laughs> apparently so. So anyway, so that's it. That That's what you need to know. Um, when it comes to unit choices, except for characters. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about characters? Let's talk about characters. Okay, so this is a Centurion event. It's like the Raiders coming in. Your fucking Praetor, or your top-notch fucking Super General, is not going to lead a fucking 1500-point Raiders detachment, or a Garrison detachment. Like, a fucking Praetor is not going to sit in a fucking Bastion and flip cards and think about his life on Terra. No, that, that will be the fucking douchebag centurion role. So, no fucking praetors, no lord marshals, no planetary overlords, no Magnus Prime are allowed. Because this is a, is a small point value kind of skirmish setting. They won't fucking be there. <laughs> so, that's why we're not allowing them. Because they're going to be OP. OP as fuck in 1500 points. And oh, also yeah. what we want... But and, and, and it's not fucking ZM. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. And going back to where we talked about before, when we wanted your low-level character, your mm -hmm. fucking, you know, Mr. X the Centurion, and to create his story, he shouldn't already be a Praetor. He shouldn't already be a name... It shouldn't be the fucking Karn. It shouldn't be... Any it's not, of those it's not the story characters. we're looking to tell. Yeah. He needs to, he, he's starting down there as a centurion, and he's working his way up. And we're creating his background story when he becomes whatever he becomes in the end. So, so any of the really already high top officials, they're not very interesting in, in, in us creating the narrative event that we're doing. And I guess uh, one last thing, which is controversial, is that no <laughs> phosphex. Stop coughing. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a little phosphex yeah. in my throat there. <laughs> yeah, no phosphex whatsoever is allowed in this event. So you can't have your quadru the one quadrant <laughs> with phosphex. You can't have your leviathan with fucking phosphex grenades. 
discharges. No one is having phosphates. Discharges. Yeah. Discharges. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about no the one, No one has any phosphates. But that's not saying there won't be phosphates happening. But still. Stop trying to scare will, the people now, Freddie. They will. You cannot have phosphates in your army. That's Period. how it is. That's how it is. Now, have, we, have you mentioned the the uh, the factions that aren't uh, at the event in this part of the story? No, I haven't, because that's like the last part of the mission. Just checking, pack. just checking, just checking. Just got, I have so much to go through. Uh, yep. But another uh, another part that's important. Seeing as we we don't have any praetors, we don't have anything of that kind. Uh, some really smart players are already realized, well, well, that means I can have a fucking right of war. Well, that's correct. You can't have a right of war. But you will have it anyway because you get a right of war per automatic from the uh, raiders or garrison detachment. So you can't, you can't do drop port assault. You can't do any of those fancy right of wars because there's no rights of war allowed because you're going to get the automatic right of war for raiders if you're a raider or a garrison if you're a garrison. So it's a good time to read up on those. And yep, surprisingly, they're in the mission pack. Surprise, surprise. Because <laughs> we like to be all we like to be helpful like that. Yeah, I know. We try to and if they aren't, they definitely will super be. organized. <laughs> oh yes, they are. They're there. <laughs> super organized. And anyway, so uh, in our mission pack, uh, basically for I'm going to go through the four sword compulsory options for the raiders mm-hmm. is a HQ and two elite choices. And remember, for the raiders, there'll there'll be some extra rules as part of their. I don't know, bunny ears, right to war. Uh, they get they, they can pick different uh, you know bonuses before a, a game. Uh, but anyway, the the most important thing you need to remember is that elites in the Raiders Force org are the only things that are scoring. So I say again, in the Raiders Force org for this mission, like for this event, the elites are the only thing that is scoring. End of like quotation marks, super important. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then for a garrison, you will have some special abilities because you're a garrison. But for you, the thing that are scoring are troops. So it's just like normal. It's troops are scoring. So it's just like normal for you. And the mandatory choices for you as a garrison is a HQ, two troops, and a fortification. And that fortification needs to be able to be manned by your units, i.e. it needs to be a building that could be occupied, or it needs to be like an Aegis defense line that could be like occupied. Something that needs that can be occupied, which you will Notice if you look into the fucking uh, uh, the the street rated force organization chart, it it gets garrison detachments, prepared grounds. It says that you actually have to have a unit occupying your fortress when you deploy. So don't buy, I don't know, that statue thing, <laughs> whatever, because you can't occupy the statue. 
Oh, the Honoured Imperium. Yeah. It becomes complicated then. It does. It does because yeah. unless uh, unless you 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 are trying to infer that you can enter it in some particular direction or right. opening, um, no. <laughs> well, I guess, I, I guess the way you can get around it is you buy that one with barricades and shit, and then you can actually occupy the barricades and stuff. So there's ways around it, but as still long as remember it the conditions of what we've laid yeah, out. Yeah, cool. as long as you can <laughs> occupy the fortification that you buy. So it means that if you buy something that has attachments with the defense lines or whatever, you can actually occupy it, then it's all good. But you need to be able to occupy the fortification because that is kind of part of the whole idea about the missions and narrative that the defenders are actually holding some sort of fucking fortification yeah. and the raiders are trying to fucking grab it. There has to be, there literally has to be something there that can allow people to do what the event is asking you to do. Yeah, uh, that's the point. And again, any questions, any queries, drop us a PM, drop us an email, and we'll yeah. help you through it best we can. Yeah, and uh, I'm not going to go through every single mission we're going to play. They're in the pack, but basically, before each round, uh, we're going to randomly generate a deployment map. We're going to randomly randomly generate a mission, but there will be no doubles up except for uh, deployment maps. Because that, that, there, there's there's four that will be chosen from. Each time we choose one, it'll get trashed, and yeah. you know, ready for the next one. Yeah. Sorry, drinking, drinking break. <laughs> you, you've heard it, mate. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, that's about it. But uh, I will definitely encourage you to look through the rules for the different missions if you want to, you know, know about them. But you, they will be on site, so. It's not brain surgery. You will see the deployment map. You'll fucking deploy. You can read the mission. Go step by step, and you'll still be all right. It's nothing. Nothing. You know, they're not super complicated. There's nothing really super fancy about them. Just, yeah, that's how it is. Uh, but then going in, into another thing that's important, like like how how I said about creating the narrative about your character, it means that your character that you bring for this event loyalist or traitor you'll get an automatic kind of bonus for your character which is uh, sort of like a what would you say like not a warlord trait but kind of yeah 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 kind of yeah yeah and they're they also part of the event pack and uh, so like for the lawyers we have heroic sacrifice that all um, the warlords for the loyalists automatically get. And they have uh, Fierosius Escalade. <laughs> You're doing so well on that. You're doing so well. Keep going. Keep going. God, I'm, get God, I'm getting so drunk. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, uh, anyway, so we have the Furious Escalade special rule for traders. Well done. Yeah. Uh, and so your warlords will have this automatically as part of their kind of narrative. Uh, another another thing that is important to say is that we have a couple of restrictions. Uh, we have the following restriction is that censor, like, uh, well, sorry, custodes are not allowed. Mm -hmm. And some people say, oh, it's like, why, why aren't custodes allowed? But because of the narrative, this is, this is nothing to do with OP or not OP with custodes. It, it's all about the narrative. This is 
basically, you know, 15 minutes past the Eastern five sort of thing. And, and the custodes are way fucking busy doing other shit. And, and, and the war hasn't kind of spiraled, spiraled out of control that the custodes are, are kind of involved in this yet. And so they're, they're not... don't forget, there's a, sorry to cut in, but don't forget, at the time all this sort of stuff, Prospero's happening or happened. It's all going, yeah. That's all going down, so there's a huge chunk of the guys out there. The rest of them, Blood Games, back on terror. So there is kind a of, reason this narrative kind of is... Kind of trying to is... damage control Magnus fucking shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Try anyway. There will be... I, we're not saying there won't be Custos in the event series. It's just that at this particular point of the campaign, the Custos aren't there yet. And that's purely because of a narrative perspective. And the same with uh, the fucking cultist towards. Yeah. They're not there either because uh, the word bears and whatnot, they, they haven't... Like, the war has... It, it's so so fresh... Like they they don't even have the the kind of rambling cultist uh, hordes that they do. Yes. Yeah, I mean that there, there is. Whilst there was, I mean, again, whilst there insurgency was the, kind of re- rebellion. Yeah, well, whilst, but, there, whilst like, there was, I mean, you've got the war singers and stuff on Istvan yeah. three. Uh, yeah. You've got all those guys out there. That I mean, those things do exist, but again because of the nature of the planet and again the nature of the story and how things are at this at this point in time this snapshot of when we're doing this they just aren't there and this yeah. is this is where this is when we're putting our money where our mouth is when we talk about narrative play this is it yeah. this is the narrative this is the story this is where we're doing these things so this is where you're going to get to you know experience yeah. and see all this stuff play out Exactly. So, so it's it, it, it's it's kind of like what's going on at the moment. Uh, another thing that we're well, so those are kind of the, the restrictions. We we also realized that uh, Legion Cybernetica is going to have a problem kind of filling their force org, uh, so they they don't have to worry about the zero to one monstrous creatures because they can have two troop choices with one cast like cast like each. To fulfill their monstrous creatures allowance, so they can still play and stuff. Uh, and but and besides that, uh, I think we should go into what we're trying to kind of achieve with our hobby goals as well, because yeah, we have like one, one, yeah, we have like one, one, one massive agenda that we have seen over and over again with like every time we go to events and every time we play, we play like. Yeah, we play games and stuff. There's heaps of units that are in the red books, or black books, or, or whatever. Just that just don't we get ne- any love. Yeah, that we never ever fucking see ever. <coughs> Excuse me. Period. Period. No. And and we had this amazing idea this year that we need to do something to encourage some sort of hobby, hobby and some sort of love to these so-called forgotten units right so uh, everyone knows how much fucking destroyers are love oh yeah we love <laughs> well, yeah we'll fucking love the destroyers in the fluff and everything it, it's fucking it is the shit but when we look at the points and we kind of crunch the numbers we think that maybe you know and it also takes up a fucking elite slots 
it's not the most bang for the buck, whatever. Even though the unit is so fucking cool, maybe I don't want to spend one of my elite slots on getting a fucking subpar assault unit. Like assault jump pack unit. I would say over-costed rather than subpar. They're pretty useful, but they're (laughs) over-costed. Yeah, exactly. But so what we've done here for for our forget forgotten unit special rule is that we want to encourage people to bring units that we can't see, like I said. And the thing how we do that is that we're gonna actually allow them to be fielded in your army for free. As in they don't cost any points. And they don't take up a force organization slot slot. So you don't have to compete against other things that you think might be more important. Mm-hmm. And what we've done is we've gone through all the different army lists yep. and all the all the different uh, stuff, and we've looked at units that we never never fucking see or we see super seldom. Yeah. And we thought that we want to encourage this. We want to encourage this in two ways. And the first way is that we will allow these units to be fielded in your army. Lincoln, without uh, be a deduction to your army total points, so you still have fifteen hundred points, and you get this for free mm-hmm. as part of your army. Yep. And the second part we wanted to kind of encourage you people is that we're going to have a hobby award that we're going to put all these forgotten legions or forgot forgotten units mm-hmm. into kind of like a painting competition. Yep. And the one, and then have all the, you guys asking the players to vote on the one that you think is the fucking coolest forgotten unit, and that person is going to win an amazing award. Yep. And I think, what if it's okay with you, I'm going to jump in and talk about the specific units. You can do it because I'm fucking drunk. (laughs) No, you're just hobbied up, mate. That's the whole point. Um, But it's important. It's not just... The thing is, we're not just looking at Legion of Starties, even though that's, you know... A huge percentage of the lists that come there are other factions in there as well so to start off with as freddy's already said legion of starters you get one legion destroyer squad that is a basic legion destroyer squad so the five man destroyer squad in there and what they come with if you want any additional models or options to that unit that comes out of your 1500 points total so if you go, right, I've got a five-man squad, but actually in my army, I want a ten-man squad. Well, you get the five-man squad, including the sergeant, as they are, bare bones, for free. Then if you want to upgrade, add an additional missile launcher, add on all these other bits and pieces, whatever, they come out of your 1,500 points. The same happens with the Adeptus Mechanicum. So a Skillax Guardian Automata Covenant, Okay. You get one Skillax Guardian Automata Covenant. However, any additional models or options have to come out of your army points value as normal. Now, on the armies that we don't normally see, and those armies that are point really costed differently, you've got the Solar Auxilia Flamer section. Now, that's for the Solar Auxilia. Now, that you get that for free, including any unit options upgrades. Okay, so you can really upgrade those guys, go to town, but it has to be the flamer section. Yep. Okay. No, 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 Volkites, nothing like that. Flamer section. And then the Imperial Auxilia, um, you will you get <laughs> up to two, two units, two recon squads. 
including any unit options as upgrades. And they're going to be free. So think about it. You're getting free units here. They don't have to be part of your overall battle plan. They don't have to be well, how you're putting it. We want, obviously, we want them to tie into the theme of the force because that's all part of the hobbying and all that sort of stuff. But you're going to get these as free units. And those guys you're going to get as with their additional upgrades as well. And that's because the points costing against the Legion of Starters unit and that sort of stuff is different and there might be people going oh that's not fair well p to be fair guys i say suck that one up because the points difference between an astartes and an imperial recon squaddy there's a difference for a reason <laughs> well before, before anyone goes fucking you know man the barricades we're gonna fucking revolution our hands tell me first has anyone ever and i mean ever and i've been to many events you know, I don't want to fucking blow my own horn, but I mean, all not over too, the not world. Not too loud, we are recording. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, that's true. No, <laughs> I've been to, I have played a lot of heresy, you know, yep. maybe too much according to my missus, but I played a lot of heresy <laughs> and I have never, ever, ever seen a fucking militia recon <laughs> squad, ever, period. So if they get two of those motherfuckers... I don't want to give a shit. Like, I just want to see one. And then I'm, I'm going to die happy. I'm going to call up in my you fucking laundry. I'm going to die happy man if I ever, ever, ever seen an Imperial Recon Squad. Ever. And, uh, on his gravestone, it says, and, there, and lo, he saw the Recon Squad and died with a smile on his face. Exactly. Because, <laughs> oh my fucking God. Jesus Christ. So anyway, so I hope that this is going to encourage people to bring all these, like I've seen heaps of cool like whips on uh, Facebook and stuff that people are getting really fucking into this. And I hope to see, like, I, I really hope that we're going to see the fucking Lincoln, heaps of cool fucking the forgotten units painted and displayed and get ready to judge for like a cool fucking painting award. I have to, I have to say... On a personal note, as I'm not going to be playing and things are kind of busy on the um, commission front at the moment, I'm not going to be bringing an army up with me. But my hope is that I'm going to be able to uh, put together a basic destroyer squad to to put on show as well. Won't be entering the competition, but I'll be uh, hopefully be able to put on show. To. You have to enter. Well, if I'm allowed to enter, I feel kind of bad as one of the hosts entering, but we'll we'll see. Okay. Um, you're allowed to enter because you're not fucking voting. All the players are. That's so true. Matter. I don't have. I I, I could be. I could be. Uh, I can be outvoted by my peers. I, I like that. I can work mm -hmm. on that. Um, so, do you want to go over Centurion tactics and the uh, event dice uh, as well? Yeah, I guess so. Or do you uh, want me to take those? Well, I, I can take them. Go for uh, it. You, you you can probably correct me now <laughs> when I'm stuttering. But I could do that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, compared to other Centurion modes or Centurion rules. We're going to have some Centurion tactics, which means that we're going to have a deck of Centurion cards. Way because we always Everybody do deck loves of cards. Our cards. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Fucking they do. Adepticon, they were fucking much success was made from the cards. Mucho success. Yeah, mucho success. Uh, and the one thing I can draw back from all the events I've been to in the states and in Pomeland and so on, like your homeland, Jody. Oh yes. Is that is that they love a fucking cool deck of cards with some cool extra funky rules. And and we're gonna bring that to Centurion mode mode. Sorry. 
<laughs> Sincere mode. <laughs> and, and and the way we're going to use the cards is also try and balance out if one of the factions are doing really well compared to another one. Because the one thing we learned from last year is that if one faction gets the upper hand, it's really hard for, for the other factions to try and balance it out. If, if, if one faction jumps on on event points, like for 10 points, and it's really hard for the other faction to jump around. And we're going to kind of kind of balance that out with how we draw the number of events cards per faction. So I'm not going to go into the details about how you draw cards and whatnot, but I'm just going to tell everyone that there will be a deck. Every player is going to get a deck of event cards, and it's going to affect how you play, and also depending on how the campaign is progressing, creators versus loyalists, it's going to affect on how you're going to get your bonuses from your event cards. So try and balance that out. So, so unlike it's going to be... What we're trying to avoid is to have an event where one faction, let's say the loyalists or the traitors, are leading by so many points that it's not fun anymore yeah. with the outcome. Like the outcome is already set after two rounds. Do you know the best way of putting it, Freddy, is this is our way of DMing a uh, dungeon mastering. Yeah. This is how basically. we do it. This is our dungeon mastering of the, the games and making it that little bit extra narrative, extra story yeah. throwing in yeah. there. But it, it will still be super fun. And it, it won't feel like heavy handedly going in and like say, oh, well, now all the traders get plus one or something, or, or now all the lawyers get plus one or something. It, it, it is going to naturally just flow on, regardless how the ebb and flows of the overall battle is going. And it's going to make sense with the deck of cards. Because I know people are going up, oh, it's too many things, we're drinking too much, I can't keep track with all these cards, through to like, oh, we don't have enough fucking narrative stuff going on. And I'm trying to find that balance. And we used all of last year to try and hammer out the details and make sure that we can... Like, our goal has always been, like, we present one deck of cards with a simple set of rules... Yeah. And that is going to kind of help create the narrative of the story. Definitely. Now, uh, go on, but yeah. sorry. No, no, and we used all of the last year's drunken shenanigans to make this happen. And, and, and we're, we're not fucking a legion of one because we have the entire Adepticon crew, like we have all of them other peoples that do massive cool events all over the world to brainstorm all these cards. So we're not fucking just pulling these out of our asses. But we oh, do depends this how drunk we, we get by the end of the evening. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. But we do that. And, and, and we have had stuff that we have brainstormed with other people and and it has come out like good. So we, we're taking the, the creme, creme de la creme, like the, the top of the crop, and trying to get the best kind of narrative stuff to you guys that come there and play. And that, and it's like for our, always our goal has been to try to make like cool cards that make sense and kind of drives the story forward. This is true. This is very true. Now, speaking of cards, yep. there's the next bit of shenanigans that totally, totally went down well last year. Yeah, that fucking Games Workshop Aethed stole blatantly out of us. Yeah, but we, we, we were there first. We, we got the cool points. Yeah, so I know. We need some fucking... We need some 
sort of fucking, I don't know, rights, copyrights or whatever. Yeah, then they'll bitch because, about IP and shit. Yeah, and we don't really want yeah. to get into that, do we? There's enough money yeah. being spent here. Let's, yeah. just, let's just live with what we got. Because we, we introduced, <laughs> before Aethed, way, way back, sometimes we called event reroll dice. And event reroll dice was a die that you could use. So you got a pool of die, kind of like companion points in fucking Aethed. God, don't <laughs> kill myself. Yeah, but it's a die but, and anyway, it's even cooler, yeah, just saying. yeah. And, and the thing with that is that die that you have. So let's say you have a pool of like two, because that's what you're going to get. Funny enough, if one you're going to get in in uh, the assault of Moria, you get two dice, and and the best part is that die you can take that die to re-roll any die. So if your opponent rolls like, oh fuck, I roll a six on the D table. That's going to happen in Centurion event, but it's an example. I roll a six. Ah. And then you go, well, I'm going to spend my die to re-roll that die. Or like, oh, fuck, I rolled a 1 on my 2 plus invulnerable save, and I really need it. Well, I'm going to spend one of my die to re-roll that die. So you'll have two dice, two dice per round that you can re-roll for any die, your own or your opponent's. But after they're spent, they're spent. And then you won't get them back until next round. Yep. Correct? Yeah. <laughs> now yep. you're feeling no, you're with good. Your you're, you're exactly English. on point there. You're on point. <laughs> and I just I just want to point this out to, to everybody. When we first play tested this last year, we did it at the um, the Scorpius event last year. And for the first round, we didn't have the dice because they, they we literally, Freddie had to go and collect them. Once we had them in the second round, I think it took a, how long? I, I would say all of about five to ten minutes into the, the second round before you started hearing because we, we had a big container at the, the, the top of the um, event hall where you could you basically, once you spent your dice, you dropped the dice in the, in the bucket before the first plink was heard. And then it was plink, plink. Plink, plink, <laughs> and dice were going in left, right, and centre, and it was it was adding the right type of fun to the event. And I, I yeah. still call Pontus out for doing the most balls out move and literally blowing almost all his dice in one one roll, which was just <laughs> like, super fucking. Didn't gutsy. fucking help him though. No, I know that was that was it. It was like to the fates, I give it. To, oh fuck! Oh well, that's that then. <laughs> yeah. Because back back in the day, we we kind of did like, oh, you get ten dice for the entire event. Yeah. Uh, but what I, what have we done? Like we heaps of playtesting with the guys from Nova and so on. We we gone into you get two dice per round, and then after each round they get re replenished. Yeah. yeah. Which makes which instead, makes for a really solid it, way of playing. Because it becomes less management when you have like fucking ten ten dice for entire fucking event. If you only had the two dice, and then, okay, well, you know, uh, game one, I played against him, well, I used both of them, and then I got them back for game two. Yeah. So much easier. Because it is far too tempting to blow your load too early or too late. You never know. <laughs> Which happened. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Burned, so, like, Pontus burning 10 reroll dice in one battle. And yeah. didn't do anything anyway. <laughs> and I remember very much Diary needing them come the last game and cursing, yeah, no. cursing more at not having them than actually, you know, <laughs> that sort of stuff. So yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. Now I think there is we we talked about them as well. There there are some um, actual listed 
um, army restrictions as well at the end here. Do you want me to quickly blitz through those? Just yeah, no, you go through, mate. So yeah, so uh, on bullet point form, very last page, um, no cult horde or tainted flesh providences are allowed. Um, no custodies units are allowed. However, players can field Sisters of Silence. So if you want to put together a Sisters of Silence force, that is okay. You're not... Uh, Caveats in that. Yeah. I know I've I've had questions on the interface of web internet thing. Interwebs. Yeah, interwebs. The bright box with the computer with you the lights are, and stuff. You are allowed to have system silence and have an allied detachment of something else. Or the opposite way around. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about it. Like if you look at the force orgs, both the raider and the garrison detachments are allowed allies. Yeah. So you can you can actually after you fulfill the minimum requirement, you're allowed to have allies. So don't worry about it. Like I I know some people said like oh fuck with I'm gonna I want to play scissors. I like the scissors gonna be fucking table whoop. I can have crazy dreadnoughts from that from the custodians list. It's gonna be too many fucking infantry models. Nah, it will be like one sided. Also, well, you can have allies or anything else, mechanical, what, whatnot. Yeah, and it's it's there because, and I'm, I'm mentioning this now because again, if people are saying, well, how come you can't have custodians, but you can have sisters? Because sisters were out and about in the universe, in, yeah. in the in the galaxy, out on their their black ships yeah. and doing things. So there is a degree of relevance when it comes to the overarching story. Now, yeah. Legio Legio uh, Legio Cybernetica are allowed two units of monstrous creatures that can. That contain two Castellacs each. Okay, so that's important for Legio Cybernetica players. Fortifications. Yeah, it, 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 it's their mandatory requirements. Yes, and it's and... just making sure that that's clear. Uh, fortifications, including the garrison list, must be able to house infantry models. Again, we've already talked about that, but it's important to cover. No fortifications can be upgraded to carry a battle cannon. And all fortifications that have any weapons with Skyfire rule disregard the rule, i.e. they can fire at ground targets without any penalties. Okay? So it's, it's giving a more general overview of um, yeah. the, the, what, uh, what the weapons. That they're not specifically set as anti-air. They're there to just be... They're, they're literally being forced into defense. Yeah. Um, well, uh, basic, basically, you have an... AA's defense line with a quad fucking auto cannon in a, in a fucking uh, kind of setting where no one is allowed to take a flyer or a monstrous flying creature. Why the fuck would you get that? Yeah. But, but there's, still, there's still a benefit for having it um, afterwards, you know, by buy, like you say, by buying it and having it there, there is a reason for it. Yeah. But now you get it because the skyfire rolls, so you're not snap shooting at ground tourists targets so it's all good so still makes a purpose and that's the important part it's all about Mm. making sure that there's a purpose to it um so those those, i mean those are the mass of the the restrictions and everything that's in there um this is again we're not going to go into full depth on this you can go in there and you can read the information in there the event special rules the things that we've talked about the um desperate struggle special rules so the warlords having the additional special rules um all that is in the uh, the last two pages which i does not mean you go and read the only the last two pages and those alone you do need to read every page that's there to get yourself up on because it is important because there are some specific um 
classified objectives that are um, part of one mission there's other parts throughout the whole thing and again it may be that this is something you haven't played before so take the time because it's going to be important with a two hour time limit on a game that you're there for the game and not just not it's 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 still an event is what i'm trying to say it's it's whilst it's fun and they're going to have a laugh it's still an event people are coming to play an event and to have fun it's not there to it's not so much a game down the club where you've got hours to go through stuff there is a time different there is a time on this i think that makes sense yep in, in no, my own way you, there's some you, good old-fashioned rambling there yeah no i know you but don't panic you will do all right of the course missions we are there they will be in front of you we will dictate before each round oh yeah the mission and deployment that's going to be played the, the only thing that you have to keep clear in your head is when you made your army and also the campaign dice and, and the cards. Yeah. The rest is going to sort itself out yourself. And, and, and we're going to be there. We're going to help you. We're going to guide you through the way. And it's going to be like the best fucking event you ever had. And it's going to be like super narrative. And we're going to have like fucking pep talks. And we're going to have like narrative storytelling sessions between each round. And you're going to be all super immersed into the heresy. And it's going to be fucking cool. You'll also have randos like me wandering around, not only TOing, but trying to grab sound bites, bites from you, doing little bits of live streaming and all this sort of stuff. So we're going to be out having a great event for the podcast. Um, and, um, you know, everybody having a lot of fun uh, one way or the other. And yeah. it's going to be such a great time. I think we're going to have an absolutely awesome, awesome event. Uh, well, Lincoln is always fucking a blast. Oh, yeah. And you used to give, like, some bonuses. Like, there will be some Battlefleet Gothic on the side that, w that will players will be able to participate if they agree on playing some Battlefleet Gothic. It's going to affect the overall campaign and stuff. It's going to be super cool. And also, like, I, I guess we, we should thank our sponsors. Alpha Spell, we have uh, Game at EU. Yeah. Uh, we have Urban Mats. We have, like, heaps of people coming on board, supporting us, and wanting us to kind of, like, give stuff back to you guys. And, and they kind of, in, kind of really know what we're doing for the community and stuff. And it, it's fucking awesome. So it's going to be cool. And it's at the end of the day, no matter what, we're all going to have a damn good time. We're all going to have fun. And that's the most important thing. We're going to heresy the shit out of the place. So, yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, and like I said, one last time, if you've got any questions, if you're unsure, if you want any list help, if you want any ideas on what can and can't work uh, for fortifications, or if you've got any general inquiries about the event itself, drop us a PM via the Facebook page. Drop us an email at theverangianheresy at gmail.com and one of the team, one of the three of us will get back to you with as much help as we can give you. And, you know, we've got, I don't know, what is it, 40 odd days or so until the yeah. event itself, maybe a bit more. So 40 odd days of counting. This is how it's going to, it's, it's, it's game on. It's time to get your game faces on, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have an absolute blast. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Well, Freddie, is there anything more you want to add? I don't know, just uh, rock up, have a fucking laugh, and, you know, we're going to have fun, and dice will be rolled, fucking traders going to be, traders going to be kick-ass, but... 
Trader, trader's going to trade her. Loyalist's going to be, you know, sad, pathetic pussies. No, we shouldn't say that. <laughs> no, but, we, we, we can, because Chris isn't here to keep us on the straight and narrow. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no, no, but it's good. Damn. It's going to be fun as fuck. Uh, there will be fuckloads of swag. We have, you know, fuckloads of sponsors, and you'll be impressed by the, the stuff that we're going to bring to you guys. Yeah. And, you know, you just come over, have a fucking laugh. Even if you don't want to play, like, if you're not playing in the event or whatnot, if you want to come over there and your hair is curious mm. or whatever, just come over, hit us up. We'll either demo you a game, let you play in the game, mm-hmm. or or whatever. It, it's going to be fucking amazing. And you're going to see just how great the heresy community is and how much we like... We enjoy having people come over, having a look-see, having ganter, you know. You it's just going to be a great time. It, Let's be yeah, it's, it's going to be fucking amazing. It's going to be awesome. Well, if that's the case, then I'm going to say, no matter what time of day it is for you as you're listening, it's going to be a good night for me. And for me. Remember, guys, treat life like 30K. Be angry on in the streets, be full grim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is a brand new Heresy podcast saying, sign up for Lincoln, come and be part of the Heresy It's going to be a blast. Good night. And remember, kids, tune in next week. Same Lex time, same Lex channel.